everybody. Take your seats. Great job, worship leaders, this morning. Thank you for what you bring to us every single week. Yeah, let's give our, our worship team a hand this morning. Well, what, what a big week it's been on the Air Peninsula. Who's been to the field days this week? I went there, got a free cap. I, I had a meeting with all my friends in, uh, in Cleve. And uh, I think I'm getting a reputation, I don't quite know why, as the selfie king. <laughs> so it's Arthur's birthday today. Let's give Arthur a, a happy birthday. 50-something. Come and see me afterwards and I'll give you a selfie for your birthday. Well, it's great to be in church. So if you're new to church or you haven't been to a, a church like this for a while or, or, or maybe never to church, you would have seen some things, people raising their hands, uh, closing their eyes, uh, we're singing songs. Uh, we do pray in church as well. But uh, what we do when we're raising our hands and all that kind of stuff is uh, we're just expressing our, our gratitude to God and uh, our love for Jesus in that way. So that's what that's all about. Um, also, later on, we're going to have a time where we're going to pray for people. And just to let you know now, I'm going to invite people to the front uh, later on at the end of my message, and, and um, we're, we're going to pray for people and believe that God will do something supernatural in their life. Because that's what being a Christian is all about. It's taking yourself out of the natural into a supernatural realm and I want to just start this morning by, by uh, um, getting your attention by saying this. You need to get the supernatural into your natural. So that, that means what can't happen can happen. That means what's impossible is possible. Uh, that means that, that uh, you might be thinking, well, uh, I feel distant from God right now. I don't even know if God is real. I want to tell you something. God wants to do a supernatural into your unbelief even. Because I know there's been many times here, here where people have come and they've said, you know, I don't believe in God, I'm an atheist. And you know what, there's people sitting here today who have now been baptized, who once, once were atheists, who said, well, I don't believe any of this stuff. I think it's all just a bit fairy tale ish But you know what, they've come to know Jesus Christ because he's real. And they've had that super come into their natural and it's changed everything about their life. And that's why I do what I do. And that's why we uh, exist, One Heart Church, is to see that happen. So, should we get on to some preaching? I feel that I just feel the need to take a selfie right now. No, I won't. Because you know what? Because by the time I figure out how to do it, we'll be finished. But today we're going to continue our series on friendship. This is friendship part two. By the way, there is something really important. We're, we're in the middle of our one priority giving month, which is our, our special sacrificial giving that we do uh, every August so that we can invest our resources into buildings and, and um, our facilities. And so this year, so far, I want to just thank all those who have sacrificially given uh, into, this, um, into this effort so that we can, it's not only so that we can fix buildings now, but it's, it's, into, it's sowing into our future. It's so we can have better buildings, bigger buildings, um, all that sort of stuff so that we can continue to offer a place of worship here in Port Lincoln. So, so far this year, we've raised $16,820. So that is something to give thanks to God. That's as of today. So I just want to thank all those who've got on board so far and, 
and want to honor you for your sacrifice because God sees that generosity that you're doing for his house. Okay, so fruitful in friendship. Who was here last Sunday? Give me a wave. Who made some friends since last Sunday? Okay, no one. It didn't work. So I'm going to continue the series, uh, Fruitful in Friendship. So last week, I'll give you a recap if you weren't here. If you need to, you can go home and listen to it on our podcast. But last week, we saw three attitudes that attract friends. And it's really important that we understand some of these things because they can help us in life. Because we need friends and friends can take you where you can't go by yourself. So the the three attitudes were um, humble. You need a humble attitude. Uh, And I'll explain all that if you want to go get all the details. Listen to last week's message. You need a generous attitude. That's not not to do with if they give you stuff. It's about an attitude of, of their spirit. And... Um, you need to have a secure attitude. So if you're an insecure person, you'll be a very bad friend. But when you, when you have a security about you, then people will trust you with their secrets. And that's a great place to be in friendships. But uh, the, the main thing last week was friends can take you further than you can go by yourself. And we also learned the most important friendship is to have a relationship with Jesus because he is like no other friendship that you could ever know. So I want to encourage you this morning to uh, consider, wherever you are in your journey of life, to consider a relationship with Jesus. It is the most important thing. So I'm going to start this morning from Luke chapter 8, verse 15. And it should be popping up on the screens any moment. Luke chapter 8, verse 15 says this. And the seeds that fell on good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word and cling to it and patiently produce a huge harvest. You might think that's an unusual place to start a message on friendship, uh, being fruitful in your friendship. But while this, this relates powerfully a spiritual message, which we've probably all preached about or heard about if, we're, if we've been in church for any length of time. The, the, the background of the story is, is Jesus says um, the kingdom of heaven is like a, 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 a man planting seeds. Some seed fell on hard soil, some, some seed fell on, the, on a footpath, and some seed fell on good soil. And you know, wherever the seed fell depended on how well it grew. And so we see a spiritual uh, connection straight away about that, that the, the word of God that gets put into our heart and whether we've got a hard heart or a, a footpath heart or, or good soil. Also talks about some seed fell and, and weeds grew up around it and choked out the message. And then people uh, walk, you know, gave up. But, uh, so that's what the preceding verses before this one talk about. But it's all about seed and soils. Because seed in bad soil doesn't do very much. So seed in good soil can produce up to 100 times as much, it says in this scripture there, Luke chapter 8. So when I think about this, we're going to relate this scripture to our friendships. And there's some really, really powerful keys that we can apply to our friendships. But you know, there's some things that you could take, some people who have a good heart, you can take everything away from them. You take everything, you take take. Whatever they have, and say we're, we're taking this all away, so that you are left with nothing, and somehow they'll find a way to produce something good again. Because there's a spiritual thing going on in their life, because there's good in their heart, 
doesn't matter what you take from them, good will always come out. It's a powerful principle about living a fruitful life is start by having a good heart. Start by having a good heart. And that's, what, that's why we need Jesus. That's why we need the Holy Spirit because he replaces our human heart, our hard heart, our selfish heart and replaces it with a spiritual heart which is focused upon him and being a blessing to those around us. So when we bring principles from God to our friendships, it is possible that we will see great fruitfulness where we can see 30, 60 or 100 times increase in our friendships. Thank you. Someone's excited. So have a look at the type of qualities here from Luke chapter 8 that Jesus identifies to be fruitful. And we're going to bring these and apply them to our friendships. Who's going to go on this with me this morning? Good. So the first thing that Jesus said, and the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people. So the first key is honest. They'll probably all pop up in a second. That honest means no deceit. It's sincere. It's truthful. And I bet we know times in our own friendships when things spoken haven't always been sincere or truthful or, or, or kind. See, honest is often interpreted as license for rudeness. You ever, had, ever been on the receiving end of that? Well, I'm just going to be honest with you. Blah. And you think, well, that honesty really didn't help me. It made me feel worse or it made me not, not, not move forward from where I am. So honesty isn't to be interpreted, interpreted as simply a license to be rude to people. So, but this is what honesty is. Honesty is truthful this is the, this is the, here's a big hit about to get you. Honesty is truthful with kindness. We looked at, at kindness a lot last week and kindness is a really big factor if you want to attract people to be your friends. Practice being kind. So bring that, that honest principle to friendship. It's truthful, it's truthful, but with kindness. See, that makes the soil good to grow friends in, in your world, in your life. The second thing Jesus said, the second key, is good-hearted. That doesn't mean, uh, uh, sorry, that, that means that you don't have any harmful intention. You've got a clear motive in your friendships. The only reason uh, that, that you enter into a friendship when you have a good heart is to be nice, is to be kind, is to be encouraging, to, to try and uplift and, and to be a trustworthy person to be around. That's what a good-hearted person looks like in a friendship. So I'm going to describe good-heartedness. Uh, the friend who gives without a logbook. Have you ever had a friend who has a logbook? And you, think, and you think, well, I just thought they were being nice. I just thought they, they, they gave me the boat because they liked me. But then you realize there's a whole lot of extra strings attached. It's giving the friend who gives without a logbook. See, a good-hearted friend seeks nothing in return. A good-hearted friend takes interest in your life, in you. A good-hearted makes the soil good to grow friends in. And we always need to practice uh, introspection of our heart motives when it comes to our friendships with people. 
The third thing Jesus identifies in, in Luke chapter 8 is, um, he said, those who hear God's word and cling to it. So it's good to apply spiritual truth and values into your friendships. <clears throat> we, all have, we all have opinions. Now, some opinions we have are, are spiritual and some just are not. They're just our view of the world. That's what an opinion is. So Psalm 1 verse 1 in the New Living Translation says, that, Oh, the joy of those who don't follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. There is something really refreshing that I think everybody needs to uh, plug into at least once in their life is in a friend who handles the word of God well and helps by bringing in a spiritual perspective, brings in a spiritual angle to the circumstances and the situations you find yourself in. It says clinging to God's word. That's, that's called, I, I interpret that as having a conviction according to what the word of God tells us. Uh, that, you, that you live by a, const, uh, by a conviction that will bring strength to you and bring, bring strength to others. Because you're thinking, well, I'm going to live according to what the Word tells me. I'm going to live according to this, this, the spiritual principles that I hear from God. Be that kind of friend. It means that, that you need to, to be the person who's investing your time with God as often as possible, as often as is needed, and what you have what you receive, what you get from God, you can give to your friends when they're in need with a spiritual solution to every problem. So God's word in, in your heart makes the, soil, makes the soil good to grow friends in. Hard to get that word out there. But God, God's word in you makes the soil good to grow friends in. So we need that. The fourth thing. Patiently produce a harvest. This is, to me, talks about long-term friendships. Uh, a long-term friendship that's good for everyone. You know, sometimes we can be a friend for a short time. We can be a friend for a little while, a month or two, maybe a year. But you know what? The, the closer you get to someone, you think, gee, the more I don't like you. I think that's a problem with my friends. They get too close and they go, I don't like him. But it says patiently produce a harvest. We're talking about a long-term relationship with people, long-term friendships. And, and we, if we're going to apply this, we have to be the kind of person who is good soil to be around by being honest, by being good-hearted, and by being in the Word of God, for those of you who are Christians here today. You've got to invest this into others, and others will invest in you. And then what you do is you wait and see how things will grow around you, how friendships become richer, how, how friendships are put into you, how friendships are beneficial to your life because they can take you further than what you can ever go by yourself. I don't like doing this that much because it can get a little bit funny, but, but turn to someone and say, friendships can take me further than I can go by myself. Poke someone, tell them that, remind them that. Patience. Patience makes the soil good to grow friends in. I'm going to give you a couple of examples of friendships in the Bible. 
I love digging around in my Bible. I love the Word of God. I love my Bible. And I, I, I have got a series somewhere locked away in my, my box with preaching messages about men of obscurity. I love finding people that you've never ever heard preached about before. Uh, and they've only mentioned once or twice, but there's powerful keys in, in the lessons that we see there. So I'm going to give you one of those men today is Amnon and Jonadab. Who's ever heard of these two critters from the Bible? So you need to read your Bible. Amnon and Jonadab. There's a lesson for you in bad friendship. It's found in 2 Samuel 13 verse 3. It says, Amnon had a very crafty friend, his cousin Jonadab. And I'm not going to go into all the story of, of, of what it goes into for time this morning, but Jonadab is a very, a very crafty person and he gives his friend Amnon some, ad, some advice, some very bad advice. So we could go down on the track now with this. Well, you know, they're cousins as well as best friends. You know, there's, there's family connections. They've grown up together. They've always known each other. Um, there's all these kind of complexities in this relationship here. But um, Jonadab gives Amnon some very bad advice. Now, Amnon is King David's son. If we know the stories in our Bible, King David is the king, and he has a whole lot of sons, and Amnon is one of the sons. Jonadab is one of David's son's sons. Got it? Good. But Amnon has this issue, and I'm not going to go into all the details of that. He has an issue, and his cousin Jonadab, who's his friend, gives him some really, really bad advice, and it, and it leads to, to uh, a young woman being raped, and then it, eventually it, it leads to Amnon being murdered. So it was bad advice from the start. It wasn't based on the Word of God. It wasn't based on wisdom. It was based on selfishness and grabbing what you can when you can for yourself. So this Jonadab gave Amnon bad advice, a lesson in bad friendship. The sad and tragic story starts with, with bad advice from a good friend. Ooh. So we need to be aware of that. We can get bad advice from a good friend. Now, if Jonadab had have, had have, um, really been a... Uh, a, a spiritually minded person, the advice he would have given would have been totally different. So Jonadab planted badness into Amnon and Amnon grew something with it. Because bad advice, even from a good friend, will skew our perspective. Beware of that in our friendships and know the difference between wise from the world and wise from the word. Because what can be wise in a worldly sense will not match up necessarily with wise from the Word of God, which we find in our Bibles. So Jonadab planted badness into Amnon, and Amnon grew something with it, which ultimately led to his, his murder. It wasn't a good scene. So just remember that in, in your friendships, that, uh, that we, we have a responsibility to each other, doesn't matter how long we've known each other or if we've grown up with them, to, to always bring in the factor of, well, is this wisdom from the world or wisdom from the word? That's the key we need to learn from that situation. There's another story in the Bible about Jonathan and his armor bearer. This story is probably uh, a little more common, but it's a lesson in good friendship. It's found in 1 Samuel 14, verse 1. And it says, one day, now Jonathan again, is, he's a, another king's son. He's King Saul's son. 
the next in line for the kingship. If Saul had uh, maintained being king, Jonathan would have been the next king. But uh, it says one day, Jonathan said to his armor bearer, come on, let's go over to where the Philistines, that's their arch enemies, let's go over to where the Philistines have their outpost um, and and let's see what happens. Basically, he says, we're going to go and and start a fight. Now, 1 Samuel 14 verse 7, the armor bearer says, do what you think is best. Um, I'm with you completely, whatever you decide. Now, I want to give you a little lesson on armor bearers and, and uh, uh, try and um, explain to you a little bit of why they're so important. The armor bearer was a trusted friend. wasn't just a servant or a slave. The, 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 the guy like a Jonathan who was a leader, he wanted to have someone who was a trusted friend. I mean, these, these are kind of cliches these days, but someone who had his back. Uh, someone who, who was thinking about him and protecting him. So he was the armor bearer. He held the armor, held the, held the, 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 the weapons uh, when they needed it. A really, really bad analogy that I can think of is probably like having a golf caddy. It's like, what should I use? Yeah, and you know, I've heard that, that really good professional golfers often rely upon their caddy. So what, what, what club should I use? Thinking, You're the professional golfer. Why are you asking the caddy? Well, it's sort of like that. Very bad analogy, but anyway. But the armor bearer was a trusted friend who had deep respect and understanding of his leader. It's a really important thing. And so this type of friendship is only forged on the battlefield. So they learn to trust each other. There's a respect. There's a, there's a mutual honor. There's a, there's a mutual trust. Because the armor bearer has to go into battle and not actually do much fighting. Just be there. So that type of uh, friendship is unique. The armor bearer offers counsel, provides strength when it's needed, and that's in the battle. When the spears are, are thrown and the swords are, are, are coming out. So what we see here is good advice from a trusted friend. That can propel you to great things. Things that you couldn't or wouldn't do on your own. So Jonathan says to, to the armor bearer, it's just one day, a random day. Come on, let's go over to where the Philistines have their outpost. Come on, let's go. And his armor bearer says, do what you think is best. I'm with you. I'm with you completely, whatever you decide. See, it's good to have armor bearer friends who go into fight with you, metaphorically, spiritually. We don't want to hurt anybody, as in fight, fight. See, this level of friendship only comes from fighting in the fight alongside of others. And we need them around us. Jonathan's armor bearer followed into battle because he believed in Jonathan. Be the type of friend that others can believe in. Dependable, loyal, and a little bit crazy is always good. You don't want to just have friends who are always predictable, always, always just stable. You want to say, hey, let's go over and do something crazy. Let's do something radical. Like, hey, yeah. Imagine if, if the armor bearer said, oh, look, Jonathan, uh, there's a bit, bit of a cliff. It's a bit scary. They'll probably kill us before we get to the top. He's like, yeah, I'm in. Whatever you decide, I'm with you. 
So it's like we need to have friends who are dependable, loyal, and a little bit crazy. So one last, one last illustration from the Bible, and that is of King David and Hushai. I don't know if it really how to say his name. It's Hushai or Hushai. Hushai-a-a-a. However they say it, but the story is found in 1 Chronicles 27, verses 25 to 33. We're not going to read this whole thing out. But in 1 Chronicles, Chronicles, Chronicles 27, it, took, it lists 15 people, 15 officials of King David. And with each official's name, it, it carries a responsibility. So today we could say that the, these officials that are listed here they had portfolio responsibilities. All great men who served the king. They had responsibilities. One, one was, was commander of this. One did this other stuff. Someone else did this. Fifteen men mentioned. Then in verse 33, there's this almost like a little bit just, just, just popped in the middle. It says, then there is Hushai. And all it says about him, all it mentions, he was the king's friend. Other guys in charge of this, other guys in charge of that. Someone else has all this responsibility. One's a commander of the army. Uh, someone else does this other stuff. All these amazing people who do great things. And then Hushai, king's friend. The lesson is this. And we all need to realize this and recognize its power in our life. It doesn't matter how high you go, you always need a friend. You always need a friend. So David could have sought at that time of his life, I'm the king. I don't need friends. I just give orders. I don't need friends. I just need people who serve in my court. David recognized, and it's listed in the Bible for us to learn from, doesn't matter how high we go, we always need friends. So you might be CEO. You might be the, the manager. You might be the owner. You might be... The, 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 the king as it seems, but you know what? You always need a friend. You always need a friend. We use a saying often about having friends in high places. But when, you're in, when you are in a high place yourself, you need friends in low places. If you get what I'm saying. So you might have great responsibilities. You might have a, an important role or an important job. And you know what? It's important that whatever stage or place you get to, you need friends in low places. I'm going to show you something. 2 Samuel 17, verses 15 and 16. There's a rebellion in David's kingdom. And David has to run for his life, literally. Or he's going to get murdered. And there's this, there's this little bit that, that mentions Hushai, the same man. He saves David's life during the rebellion. A friend can save your life. Because a friend will cover you, will back you when everything can turn against you. So let's bring this all back now to the most important relationship we need in life, and that is Jesus, it's the old quick switch. That's the key friendship that we need in our life. Maybe Jesus is somewhere out the back of your thoughts today. 
maybe Jesus is a little bit like you're thinking, well, it's kind of a bit irrelevant for me right where I stand. But you can invite him into your heart anytime. You could do that today. Maybe you're not ready today, but you could you can do that anytime. And I want to encourage you to foster a relationship with Jesus Christ, foster a friendship with Jesus, because He's the friend who can who can cover you in every circumstance. Only Jesus can uh, can take our sin. His death on the cross took took all that, took our sin, our brokenness, and. And not only that uh, about his death, he, he resurrected that proves that he's dealt with all of, the, all of the stuff for us. Jesus is the armor bearer. He's the friend in high places. He's our friend when we can't find any, any lower place to go. He's there too. In Acts 2, 2, verse 21, it tells us everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I want to encourage you to call on the name of Jesus. Call on Jesus right where you are. Why don't we just bow our heads right now? We're going to just pray for a sec. And perhaps you're here this morning and you're thinking, you know what, I've never really done that. I've never really made peace with God. I've never asked Jesus to be my friend, to be my savior, to be the number one in my life. I know I've gone a long way around today to get to this point, but it's the most important thing. So today, you might want to pray this prayer. Maybe you've done it. This is for the first time. But if you mean it in your heart, then God will hear it. You can just pray words along these lines after me and, and you know, perhaps we could all pray it out loud but Lord Jesus I want you to forgive my sin I give you my life from today I will live for you I believe you are the son of God and you gave your life to forgive my sin Amen Perhaps if you prayed that prayer for the first time today, the Bible talks about being born again. I spoke about having a good heart earlier on. And what Jesus does, if you've said that prayer for the first time today, is he wants to come and he wants to take out your, your natural heart, your instinct heart, put in a spiritual heart. A spiritual life begins today. We're going to minister to people this morning as well. Perhaps if we could just stand to our feet. Because I know there's people here this morning. And when I was speaking about armor bearers, that something jumped in you, something just triggered in you. I'd love to pray with you this morning. And we're going to, I'm going to invite you to come out the front for that prayer this morning. I'll have a few of our uh, helpers and um, trusted prayers come and pray with you this morning but if you felt something you know stir within you about being an armor bearer or perhaps having an armor bearer around you God is calling you to something and we want to pray and believe with you for that um, there's others and you felt something when I spoke about that that Hushai that God wants to seal something in you that that you're thinking 
you know, I need a friend like that in my life. And sometimes we make a mistake thinking, well, where are these friends that I need? Where, where can I find that person that, you know, I thought it was that one and I thought it was that one and, and they let me down and they, they weren't trustworthy and, 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 and I, I thought that they were my friends, but then they did something wrong. You know something, we can live our life trying to find individuals who are going to fulfill everything. But the most important thing is that we make this decision today when we think about these things and say, God, I want to be the Hushire to someone else. I want to be the one who can save another. I want to be the one who can be there as a trusted friend, as the person that they can rely on. Lord, will you strengthen me to be that kind of a person? And this morning, we're going to pray with you and we're going to believe with you. There's one, one more thing that I think is really important that we, that we don't leave this opportunity go. Perhaps you've been here and you've carried hurt from bad advice. Maybe you've carried hurt from bad advice from a good friend. And maybe you, you need to let something go because, because people you thought were for you, you found out later that, that they did things that hurt you or did things that, that, that um, you know, didn't respect you or whatever it was. So this morning is also going to be a morning for healing. I think there's going to be a, 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 a taking up of things in people's lives. Some, some people you're going to you know, come out for prayer and God's going to put something on you that is going to change you. It's going to you know, do something supernatural within you. And there's others that you just need to say, God, I need to be healed so that I can move on from this point and be all that I can be in this life. So would you just allow us to pray with you? I'm going to have the, uh, the, the team start singing. And as they do, when you're ready, just come down and we've got a, a team of us and we'll, we'd love to pray with you and believe with you and uh, uh, trust that God will do something amazing and powerful in your life today. God bless your church. Just come when you're ready.